Grace, mercy, and peace to you from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Vacations, they're over. Thank you very much. You went to the beach. We went to the mountains. I'm not sure if the low oxygen count is a after the fall thing or not, but 7,000 to 10,000 feet will get to you pretty bad sometimes. But the mountains are still there. The animals are still there, all in their place. There were deer, there were elk. We even saw a bear for the first time in the wild. Um, there were groundhogs and a pheasant. And where you were, you said something about sharks. The sun came up every morning. Sun went down every night where we were, and the waves were still everything in order. God has held all of creation together. He's preserved the earth. It, uh, I was reviewing a Facebook post or some post. We were trying to figure out where to go and what to see out there, and someone had this post about a, a scenic overlook, and oh, it's so beautiful, and the road's easy to get there, and it's just a short hike, and oh, you got to go. It's amazing. You just won't believe it. Thank you, earth. <laughs> Thank you, earth. Really? Really? You do realize someone had to build the road. There were engineers. There were construction workers. They decided the best 12-mile path out on this mesa to find this view. And, and then the short walk, you know, I mean, they planned that, and it was graded nicely. And thank you, Earth. It's God who preserves the world. It's God who created all things. And uh, in our gospel text, Jesus is teaching thousands in a desolate place. He's been there three days with them, and he's having compassion. It's what his entire mission was, coming to earth to have compassion and to do miracles and ultimately to die on the cross for our sins. Well, he had probably healed and taught already, and his disciples look at him and they say, where are we going to get food to feed all these people with bread in this desolate place. And Jesus says, what do you have? You got seven loaves. Give them. And he blesses and gives thanks and hands them out. And he says, fish, we got like three or a few and blesses them. Have them sit down. Give them to the crowd. And what comes back? Seven baskets full. Complete. Everybody's satisfied. All 4,000. And so he sends them away. And he has this compassion, and he uh, preserves them in this desolate place. And why does he do this? Why does God preserve the world for us as we see it? And so that we might believe. Everything he did in his ministry on earth, compassion, healing, miracles, was so that you might see and you might believe that I'm the Son of God. I'm the Christ. We sing that in our liturgy. We, we said, these things are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. But while God preserves the earth, sin destroys. Like I say, I don't know if 16% oxygen at 7,000 feet is an after-the-fall thing or not, but sin kills. Sin began destroying the earth, and we see the effects of that 
when we go to the mountains, we see where there's been fires. We see where rocks have fallen, where things are in decay. You see dead fish wash up on the beach and you don't like it. Well, it kills us as well. Sin kills us. It kills us with faithlessness, makes us worry, makes us doubt, takes the place of fear and trust and love for God. I'm kind of a news hound. We didn't actually turn the TV on all week. I don't know. Screens might have been on, but TV was off. But I did look at Facebook, or not Facebook, but at, uh, you know, news, Drudge Report, whatnot, and you could look at that and go, things aren't too good out there. You know, we, we were going to stay in Kansas City on the way home, and I thought, oh, there's some unrest going on in Kansas City. I don't want to roll in there at 1230 in the morning. So we stayed in Lawrence, Kansas on the way back. Um, the whole COVID thing seeming to blossom again, I guess. Is that the right word? But <clears throat> fear, you know, if you go into the gas station, you're kind of staying away from people. You're, you know, doing your hand sanitizer thing. And we fear and we worry. What can COVID do to us? Kill us. <laughs> I guess that's the worst thing it can possibly do. And what happens then? Well, absent with the body, present with the Lord. It's not that terrible of thing in the grand scheme of things. We're to fear and trust and love and what he is in God and what he has given us in Christ. We're not to be slaves to sin, to worry, slaves to whatever sin you or I may have. You know yours, I know mine. But we are fear and love and trust in God. Trust that we are forgiven by his blood on the cross, by his gift of baptism, given being clothed in his righteousness by the gift of his sacrament that feeds us, gives us strength for this journey in the wilderness we are in, in these desolate places. We often feel that way. The mountains, the deserts, we went to Moab. When you go out there, you take a lot of these. You also pack little snacks and whatnot because, you know, if the car breaks down, it could be a while before somebody comes by. We saw one of those in Arches National Park. A couple girls with a hood up. And, you know, who knows when something's going to come to get to them. So we told them on the way out that uh, these people were, seemed to be stranded out there. In desolate places, whether it be a hospital room, whether it be the fear you have in your mind, whether it be you name it, Jesus wants us to have the food we need, the things we need. He wants us to have his sacraments. He wants us to have baptism, the Lord's Supper. He wants to give us strength for these times as we are now. Most of all, he wants to give us forgiveness and eternal life. He wants us to cling to those things more than anything in this world and know that those are ours and they cannot be taken away. So God is preserving his creation, preserving it so we can know that he is the Christ, the Son of God that takes away the sin of the world, and we can live without fear. In Jesus' name, amen.